Welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 2, Episode 19 on the Book of Daniel. God convenes his court of judgment. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. Today in this 19th episode in the Book of Daniel, Chapter 7, the most important chapter in all the Book of Daniel, is contained these visions. What is contained in these visions? absolutely amazing. In this section of chapter 7, an awesome scene unfolds before Daniel as God convenes his court. Just got back from a couple of weeks off to visit family and grateful to be back and we will pick up in this amazing chapter in Daniel chapter 7 verse 9. As I kept watching, thrones were set in place and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white like snow and the hair of his head like whitest wool. His throne was flaming fire, its wheels were blazing fire. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from his presence. Thousands upon thousands served him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was convened, and the books were opened. I watched then because of the sound of the arrogant words the horn was speaking. As I continued watching, the beast was killed, and its body destroyed, and given over to the burning fire. As for the rest of the beast, their dominion was removed, but an extension of life was granted to them for a certain period of time. Now we will stop there today, but I will continue for context through verse uh, 13 and 14. I continued watching in the night visions, and suddenly one like the Son of Man, was coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was escorted before him. He was given dominion and glory and a kingdom so that those of every people, nation, and language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed. Well, just to recap chronologically, this vision was given to Daniel in the first year of Belshazzar, and before the writing on the wall incident. So this was many years before chapters 5 and 6. Babylon will fall on the night of the writing on the wall, which will occur about 15 years later. Nebuchadnezzar had died about nine years earlier. Daniel wrote down his vision, and he gives us this summary in chapter 7. We previously studied verses 1 through 8, which had many of the details of the vision, and we continue with the vision that unfolds before Daniel. So back to verse 9. As I kept watching, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white like snow, and the hair of his head like whitest wool. His throne was flaming fire, and its wheels were blazing fire. The convening of God's court had to be such an incredible sight for Daniel. In this scene, the Ancient of Days, the Eternal God, takes his seat on the throne as judge of the universe. Well, who are the other thrones set for? Scripture tells us that these thrones were established for believers. Revelation chapter 20, verse 4 says, Then I saw thrones and people seated on them who were given authority to judge. I also saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God 
who had not worshipped the beast or his image, who had not accepted the mark of their forehead or their hands, they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Then Luke chapter 22, verse 24, Then a dispute also arose among them about who should be considered the greatest. But he said to them, Jesus says to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who have authority over them have themselves called benefactors. It is not to be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever is greatest among you should become like the youngest, and whoever leads like the one serving. For who is greater, the one at the table or the one serving? Isn't the one at the table? But I'm among you as the one who serves. You are those who stood by me in my trials. I bestow on you a kingdom just as my father bestowed one on me so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 1 through 3 Paul says this, If any of you has a dispute against another how dare you take it to court before the unrighteous and not before the saints or don't you know that the saints will judge the world and if the world is judged by you are you unworthy to judge the trivial cases don't you know that we will judge angels how much more more matters of this life <clears throat> then we have revelations chapter 3 verse 21 to the one who conquers, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. So, <clears throat> excuse me, there is no question that these additional thrones are for believers. How is the Ancient of Days described here? Well, his clothing was white like snow, and the hair of his head like whitest wool. White as snow describes absolute moral purity says Stephen Miller in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 come let's settle this says the Lord though your sins are scarlet they will be white as snow though the earth crimson red they will be like wool what Christ has done for the believers Revelations chapter 1 verse 12 then I turned to see whose voice it was that spoke to me when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was one like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe with a golden sash wrapped around his chest. The hair of his head was white as wool, white as snow, and his eyes like a fiery flame. His feet were like fine bronze, as it is fired in a furnace, and his voice like the sound of cascading waters. He had seven stars in his right hand. A sharp double-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was shining like the sun at full strength. God's holy angels are also appearing as sparkling white. Holiness. God in his holiness is the righteous judge of sin, and he's about to pronounce sentence on the blasphemous little horn coming from the fourth beast, this empire that is yet to come power from the ruins of the ancient Roman Empire. God's hair is described as white as wool, white hair being a sign of old age and symbolic of God's eternal nature as alluded to by the title Ancient of Days. 
His throne was flaming fire. Its wheels were blazing fire. Was this a burning throne or an appearance of fire? Well, in Aramaic, this was a flaming fire, a physical flaming fire. And we know that fire throughout Scripture was used as a symbol of judgment. Wheels on the throne may see something odd to our understanding of thrones. However, this was also set forth in the vision given to Ezekiel, a contemporary of Daniel in Ezekiel's chapter 7 and 10. This was a vision of a chariot slash throne, and it was common in the ancient Near East for thrones of kings to have wheels. A modern day example would be the carriage of the Queen of England this very ornate throne-like structure that was made 260 years ago. Verse 10, A river of fire was flowing coming out from his presence. Thousands upon thousands served him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was convened and the books were opened. The river of fire, again, fire being judgment, expresses God's judgment that is flowing onto the wicked and particularly in this little on this little horn setting up Christ's return. Remember Daniel chapter 2, the image of the statue had feet of clay and iron being smashed to pieces by a mountain of rock, symbolizing Christ's second coming and the destruction of evil earthly kingdoms. This is a spectacular and sudden destruction. It says here the thousands served God and thousands more stood before him. The term 10,000 times 10,000 was a square of the highest numbers that ancient people could conceive of. So in a sense, what they're saying is those that stood before God were innumerable. As the court was convened, the books were opened. And what were these books? These were accounts of wicked deeds done specifically by the little horn or more known title of the Antichrist, the wicked deeds done by the Antichrist. But these books contain all the words and deeds of all of mankind. But there is one book that will rule them all, being the book of life, as we'll see in chapter 12 in the book of Daniel. Daniel 12.1 says, At that time, Michael, the great prince who stands watch over your people, will rise up. There will be a time of distress such as never has occurred since nations came into being until that time. But at that time, all your people who are found written in the book will escape. That's the book of life. In Revelations chapter 20, verse 11, Then I saw a great white throne and one seated on it. Earth and heaven fled from his presence, and no place was found for them. I also saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by what was written in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead that were in it. The death and Hades came, gave up the dead that were in them. Each one was judged according to their works. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Someday every person will face the judge of the universe, and the books will be opened. What will the book of life say about you? 
there is a judgment of the Antichrist leading to the return of Christ for his 1,000-year reign. And a final judgment for Satan and his minions comes at the conclusion of the 1,000-year millennial period of Christ. That judgment is inescapable. Verse 11, I watched then because of the sound of the arrogant words the horn was speaking. As I continued watching, the beast was killed and his body destroyed and given over to the burning fire. The little horn with eyes and such a big mouth does not escape judgment. The Antichrist is thrown into the lake of fire and his earthly kingdom is completely destroyed. As Stephen Miller states, the little horn is silenced forever. In Revelations chapter 19, 19, Then I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and against his army. But the beast was taken prisoner, and along with it the false prophet who had performed the signs in its presence. He deceived those who accepted the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image with these signs. Both of them were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. The rest were killed with a sword that came from the mouth of the rider on the horse, and all the birds ate their fill of their flesh. All right, verse 12. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was removed, but an extension of life was granted to them for a certain period of time. Now remember, the beasts were described in order, and each new empire absorbed the last one. This last evil dominion is destroyed along with the Antichrist, but remnants of the successive evil empires will remain for a period of time. Because as we see at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ, kingdoms will rise against Christ and then be totally annihilated by Christ and usher in the new earth and the new heaven. We see in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, that I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne, Look, God's dwelling is with humanity, and he will live with them, and they will be his peoples. And God himself will be with them, and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, death will no be no more grief crying and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away then the one seated on the throne said look i'm making everything new he also said right because these words are faithful and true then he said to me it is done i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end i will freely give to the thirsty from the spring of the water of life. The one who conquers will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. What promises are there? Again, hope you enjoy this season two study in the book of Daniel. In next episode 20 in chapter 7, we will continue to look at the vision given to Daniel and his incredible accuracy in what is to come. Chapter 7, once again, is the single most important chapter in the book of Daniel. We look at the kingdom of God and the interpretation of this amazing vision next time. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend some time in God's word. 
Please note that Biblical Tapestry has a Facebook and Instagram page, and I encourage you to like and share this podcast if you feel that that is deserved. Thank you and goodbye.